Today's guest is the founder of Mattel Turnkey, an author, a writer for Forbes.com, Business.com, Disrupt Magazine, and much more. He hosts the Break Away from the Rat Race podcast and is a real estate investor. How are you doing, Eric? Very good, Toby. How are you doing? I'm, I'm doing fine. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for joining me today on this episode of Mirror Talk podcast. I'm, I really appreciate um, you being here and I, I'm looking forward to everything I'm going to learn from you today. But before we... Before Thank you for inviting me. <laughs> Thank you so much. So be, but before we, before we jump into the discussion for today, um, can you please tell me about your life journey so far? What have you gone through to life that brought you to this point? In terms of a real estate journey, I mean, it really started when uh, I was 18 years old. Um, so I was still at university, my second year of university. And um, yeah, I bought my f- first apartment building, an eight-unit apartment building, no money down with positive cash flow and um so that was you know quite an accomplishment and there the, when i when i did that is because i had met uh, an investor a real estate investor and he basically was just a regular regular guy he was a community college teacher and he had built a 36 unit apartment building and he had other kind of investments that he was going on and he was still teaching because he enjoyed teaching but he had like passive income coming from his uh, his apartment building and uh, so i knew i had to latch on to that i mean because my family was uh, pretty much uh, working the nine to five, living paycheck to paycheck. I mean, we were not poor, but we were certainly not rich. And uh, everything we wanted, I mean, my parents had to had to save for months in order to, you know, to buy a new car or to to go on a trips on trips, you know. Mm. So, um, so I knew that that's not the life I wanted. And when I met that real estate investor, I mean, that really like I knew I had to latch on to him and uh, get uh, everything that I could learn, everything that I could from him. And that's what's kind of set me on, on that, uh, on that journey of uh, I would say real estate, but also more like entrepreneurship, really learning that uh, I can make money without having a full-time job uh, and I can make passive income. Um, so, uh, but as was sitting as a, as an actuary at the time, so to become an actuary, so an, an actuary is basically someone that specializes in the, in financial risk, calculate the math of financial risk. Um, so I worked as an actuary for a few years and, uh, worked in pension, worked in life insurance and all that. Um, and then transformed that into a high tech career uh, because I was working quite a bit on, uh, on different computer programs and models and stuff like that and uh, joined Silicon Valley and moved to uh, San Francisco Bay Area in 2000 with my family, um, lost a fortune on, um, on the dot-com crash. Uh, basically I had a lot of stock options and, um, and what happens, you know, I had diversified a little bit, but I diversified in the stock market. And when the stock market crashed in the dot-com, um, when the dot-com bubble burst, then pretty much wiped out uh, everything I everything I had. Mm-hmm. Uh, then I knew that I wanted to have more control over my investments. I wanted to have more passive income. And uh, so that's kind of gets got me started on that. We did all kinds of different businesses, my family and I, my wife and I. So we did a local grocery store. We did, we had a gourmet sauce company. We had 
all kinds of you know, catering and all kinds of stuff. Um, but then really a few years back, a few years ago, uh, what sets us back on, on the real estate side of it is uh, my son, my younger son actually came to me and said he wanted to be a real estate investor. And then so that I had tried to do like all kinds of real estate investment through my life after that first eight unit. But I was always in cities where it, the real, the returns didn't make sense. Uh, like in San Francisco, uh, you can find anything that would have a positive cash flow unless you put a lot of cash into it. And then the returns would be horrible. It would be like 1%. So that, that didn't make any sense. Um, so about five years ago, uh, my son kind of like said, I, I want to be a real estate investor. We started looking at that and working more actively at it. I was very busy, so my two sons kind of like joined uh, and then started working on that. They had the free time. I didn't have any free time uh, except in the evenings and weekend. And then they really, uh, you know, uh, built built that. And we started investing, not in the San Francisco Bay Area where we live, but we actually uh, invested out of state uh, in Memphis, namely Tennessee, in Cleveland, Ohio, and uh, in, in St. Louis, Missouri. Uh, and that's kind of what, how that got started. Uh, we bought our first uh, single family rental in, um, in Memphis and it worked very well. Uh, we had the contractor did a fantastic job. Uh, the, you know, we had the right house. We were able to find the right tenant. The property management worked out great. And then, so we said, okay, well, let's keep going. Let's do two more, four more, et cetera. And then we started building our portfolio. Um, our friends and family uh, were basically kind of wondering what we were doing. Uh, and um, so that's kind of how that the turnkey concept appeared uh, because they wanted to invest with us. They wanted to buy uh, rental properties as well. And um, yeah, so that's that's how this the snow turned into our us building our own portfolio of rental mm -hmm. into us. Uh, doing a turnkey rental business. Yeah. And uh, so that's kind of where we are today. We're doing about uh, 100, 100 properties per year um, in uh, in these markets. And now we're expanding this year in uh, in other markets as well, like uh, just outside of Detroit. We're doubling down on St. Louis. We're also looking at some of the small town outside, small city outside of Cleveland called Akron. Um, so we're investing in these markets as well. How can I find my first investment property? Well, you go on our website, obviously. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but what I mean, I think it's uh, what's important. I mean, real estate, there are so many ways to invest in real estate. Mm -hmm. uh, this is phenomenal. And then, but what, what, you have to pick a strategy that makes sense makes sense for you. Mm -hmm. And uh, so you have to look at the resources that you have available. You have to look at how much money you have, obviously. Mm -hmm. You have to look at what skills you have, what your what your knowledge is and all of that and what ability you have. Mm -hmm. And you have to look also at how much time you have to um, uh, to invest in that. Uh, if it's something that's uh, that where you have a big learning curve and you have to spend a lot of time to learn it. Like if I'm going to go and, and do like a medical, uh, like a yeah, medical office building, mm -hmm. well, I'm going to have to learn a lot about, about that business. And I'm going to have to make a lot of, uh, 
you know, connections and find out who can actually find, you know, rent my space and stuff like that. It might be very profitable, Mm -hmm. but for me, like, I don't have that skill set. So I don't even invest. I don't even look at that. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's similar for it's similar for someone who is um, getting started. I think the two main main constraints are really about the time and the money. Mm-hmm. And uh, if you have some money and you don't have the time, I recommend that you start building a turnkey rental portfolio of single family. And uh, and then once you achieve your financial freedom, you're at a point where you're like eighty percent of your expenses are paid by your passive in- by your rentals. Then you have more flexibility. You can take some time off from your job, maybe you can kind of uh, you know take six months off and then kind of do uh, spend more time on the real estate side. You can also quit your job. Uh, you know, adjust your expenses temporarily to uh, to, sp- to dedicate yourself to uh, to the real estate investment. But that's that's my uh, my recommendation at the beginning is to really, yeah, do the turnkey rental thing until you you achieve your financial freedom goal or eighty uh, percent cover eighty percent of your expenses. Mm-hmm. And uh, because one single family rental, the the, the properties that uh, that we sell, you only need like twenty. $20,000 down to get one property. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that gives you a cash flow of about $250 to $300 a month. After you've paid all your expenses, after you've paid your mortgage, mm-hmm. you're left with $300 a month. Um, so, you know, if you have three $3,000, let's say, in uh, in expenses that mm-hmm. uh, per month, then you only need like 10 or 11 houses really to, to cover your expenses. Yeah. And then once you buy that, buy, buy these properties, then you can move on and then you can invest in anything you want and raise capital and, and do all the crazy stuff that uh, that you can do in real estate. Yeah. And I assume um, Mattel Tonki, your company, can also help individuals to, you know, start with this investment and oh, also yeah. find out the best investment vehicle to start with and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. On our website, you can see all the properties that we have available, uh, the properties that we've sold as well. So you can see that we have a track record. We have, I don't know how many we have on the website, but we've sold over like 250 single-family rentals, and um, you know we we have a pretty solid track record of of the of the returns that you can make as an investor on these turnkey rentals. Okay, well that's awesome. So I'm going to place the link to your website and the show notes for, for this episode so anyone could just click on it and yeah um, get in contact with you in that regard and sounds good yes so uh, earlier you made mention of you know um, you know working the 9 to 5 like your parents did but you know they have to save a, a lot of money over a long period of time you know to buy a car for example or to take care of their expenses and then that makes me think about your book called Stop Trading Your Time for Money which deals with, you know, creating passive income as a key to financial freedom, retirement, and a stress-free life. Um, so can you share about this book with me and what are readers supposed to, you know, expect from, from this book? What am, what am I to learn from this book? So I think part of it, I think part of achieving financial freedom, I think the, the first part is really kind of understanding that this is a critical component of, uh, of your goal. It should be everybody's number one goal. Uh, we have, uh, we're facing a major crisis right now in terms of the, the social security, um, you know, so 
about the, the pension plans being basically have been destroyed over the last 50 years by corporation. Uh, you have, uh, you know, and, and the whole gig economy and the pandemic has caused a lot of disruption. And it's actually making it worse for people to, to achieve the uh, retirement, a possible retirement later on. Uh, we're seeing more and more push, more and more people pushing their retirement date to 67, 70 years old, 72 years old, mm -hmm. and uh, and more, or never retiring at all. And uh, you know, in order to just to be able, because they can't afford to retire anymore. Mm -hmm. So that's the first kind of part. I kind of explain why it's important to achieve financial freedom and why it should be your, your number one goal. But the other thing too, is that in order to get there, you have to, there's a mindset change. Um, the, the nine to five mindset is very, uh, is very different than, you know, now being a landlord, being a business person and then having rental properties. And um, so, so there's a shift that needs to happen in there. So uh, the, at the beginning of the book, I also talk about that. Um, then I talk about also the strategies. And we talked a little bit about kind of like the, the resources that you need to be successful, the time, the money, uh, also some of the capabilities and skills. Mm -hmm. So, you know, and really kind of factor that in uh, to help you select the right strategy for you. And then also look at the markets that make sense to so so that these are things are aligned. And that's what happens a lot is that people are, they select a, a strategy to achieve a goal and then the things are, are not aligned. Uh, so you wanna have passive income, but then people are investing in flips, for example. Mm -hmm. Well, that's not passive income. You have to constantly do flips in order to, to do this. Mm -hmm. So there's a misalignment there. Or they want you want to do a cash flow, but uh, with good returns. But then you're investing in a market that doesn't cash flow when you use maximum leverage, for example. So finding the right market also needs to support that strategy. Um, so I talk about all that in in my book and really help people focus on on the right strategy for them, the right the right market, and really help. Uh, uh, kind of visualize um, or emphasize kind of like the areas, the, the gaps, basically. Mm -hmm. um, so if you know you don't have that much money uh, or you don't have money to do this, then you have to kind of spend a little bit of time to figure that out, friends and families and stuff like that, or how do you raise money to, to get there, mm -hmm. uh, finding the right market, how to set up the criteria for that, mm -hmm. the criteria for that. Mm -hmm. um, and then uh, in terms of skills, then... You know, how do we compare performance between uh, between different investment? Uh, a lot of people, uh, a lot of in new investors that I uh, talk to, um, they they seem to be focused on, oh, I made ten thousand dollars on profit on this deal and stuff like that. And okay, that's nice. At least you didn't lose money. <laughs> but more importantly, you want to know, okay, well, how much did you invest? in order to, to get that. So the relative performance, I think is very important mm -hmm. so that you can spend your time on the right, on the right investment. Mm -hmm. So if you have an investment that we have to spend $500,000 to get uh, $10,000 in profit, mm -hmm. you know, and you compare that to another one where you have to spend $30,000 to get $10,000 in profit, mm -hmm. then it's pretty obvious which one you need to pick. And uh, so that's why, I talk about some skill, basic skills like that on measuring performance on the return on investment. Mm -hmm. 
and, and all of that. And basically balance sheet, PNL. Also, I spend a little bit of time on that just at a very high level so that people have a, a basic understanding of that. But um, yeah, so these are the skills that you need. And that's part of that, that shift that you have to do from the nine to five uh, into the, into the business business world. Yeah. So that's, I was going to ask that question also, like, how do I change my mindset from, you know, trading my nine to five for a paycheck to, you know, carefully and, um, you know, um, managing my time, actually, managing my time in a way that I could make use of it for my investment, for my businesses, and, you know, generating passive source of income. How do you shift that mindset? How do you change that mindset from, you know, I just have to give my nine to five away for my salary at the end of the month to actually taking this all 24 hours of mine and using it to generate a source of income for myself? Yeah, so that's that's a good question. And I think when we, so you have to kind of, you have to make a decision at one point. You have to decide and look at your current nine to five job. Mm -hmm. Is that job getting you to where you want to be? Right, so if it is, uh, I haven't seen a job that does that, but if it is, then then you're fine. Uh, if it's not, then you have to make a decision and say, well, I, I need to make a change. I need to, to do this thing. I need to make financial freedom my number one goal. So, and that means being a business person. So, so then you, you want to be business person first. Mm -hmm. So uh, same way, like when you decide that you want to play guitar uh, you know, then you say, okay, well, I'm going to do this. I'm going to learn about guitar. I'm going to, do some things. I'm going to learn these things and these songs and blah, blah, blah. Yeah, yeah. Right. So that's the same thing with, uh, with this, you have to make the decision that this is something that you must do. Mm -hmm. You get the skills that you need to do that. You find the strategies and you start looking at more and more deals, uh, and, uh, understanding that. And then you want also to kind of shift the, the, that position as well. So that uh, too often I, I see, I talk to uh, new investors or people that are starting in real estate and they still have a full-time job. And when you, they introduce themselves, they say, oh yeah, I'm, uh, I'm a computer a software engineer, whatever. And I, I do this on the side. I do real estate on the side. Mm -hmm. It should be the other way around. It should be, I'm a real estate investor. And then, I do my job on the side just to pay the bills mm -hmm. and uh, you know, until my real estate career takes off and I do that. Mm -hmm. So think of it as an actor, you know, you go to Starbucks to meet the actors uh, and, <laughs> and, then, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. and then, you know, when they introduce themselves, they don't say I'm a barista. They mm -hmm. say, Oh, I'm an actress. I, I work at Starbucks to pay the bills. Mm -hmm. So it's the same thing with a full-time job too. Mm -hmm. But um, yeah, it's really shifting that and really say, this is who I am now. I'm a real estate investor. Yeah. Or, and then, yeah, I'm, I'm doing this as a, as a software engineer, whatever job you have, mm -hmm. just like until I make it. And that's kind of changed your focus a little bit. You, you change your perspective. Um, and it also lets a lot of other people know that, Oh, this is what you're interested in. This is what, oh, you're a real estate investor. So maybe you let's talk about real estate. And you have different conversation yeah. uh, with people then, and you, you network with different people. Then if you say that you're an engineer and stuff like that, and then 
you know, then you're going to talk about engineering you're not gonna, and you're going to network with engineers. Yes, that's true. Dear friend, you can grow your personal and business brand by creating a strong network through podcasting. Create real human connections, have the ability to share your story and interesting point of view. To get started, you can make use of the special offer for friends of this podcast, which is on kitcaster.com slash Miro. K-I-T-C-A-S-T-E-R dot C-O-M slash M-I-R-R-O-R. The link and further instruction or details will be found in the show notes for this episode. Thank you. Don't forget to follow us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or Google Podcasts, or whatever platform you listen to this on. Thank you. Before we start recording, I was talking about I listening to um, your podcast um, called Break, um, "Break Away from the Rat Race," and just looking at just looking at the, the name of the podcast itself, it uh, makes me ask a lot of questions, and I would love you to answer them. Um, how can I or how can we successfully break away from the rat race? Yeah, so I think there's uh, this is a very long. Uh, <laughs> there's, a, there's a lot in that title. Mm-hmm. Uh, first of all, I used to be uh, I used to be a cyclist. Uh, I guess I still know how to bike, so I'm still a cyclist. But uh, break away is kind of like you know when you kind of break away from the pack. So mm-hmm. a lot of people are in the pack and they're just doing everything else that everybody's doing. Mm-hmm. Uh, they do the nine to five job, they invest in the stock market, they, they lose money in the stock market like everybody and make lots of money in the stock market like everybody, mm-hmm. but they're in the pack. And I think it's important to, and it's, it's okay, but if the pack goes in uh, goes down, you're gonna go down with the pack as well. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so that's why it's important to kind of break away, break away from the pack and then so that you can set your own path. So that's one thing. The rat race obviously is, well, maybe it's not obvious, but the rat race is kind of like the, the when you're on a wheel, uh, hamster, you have like a hamster or something like that, or a mouse at home or something. Mm-hmm. And then they're in the kind of like that wheel that uh, keeps turning and it's just run, 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 but they're not going anywhere. Mm-hmm. And so you kind of, they're kind of on a treadmill. And um, so that's kind of where a lot of people are right now. If you are working on uh, full time, your household income uh, last, over the last 45 years, uh, if you're lucky, it has increased by 3.5% year uh, every year. Mm-hmm. The inflation over the last the same period has increased by 3.5%. Mm-hmm. So you're basically your purchasing power is the same as it was 45 years ago. Uh, but a lot, you know, so there's, so there's a big, uh, you're basically not, you're on that treadmill, whether you look at you, you see it or not, because the inflation is kind of a hidden component Mm -hmm. that, that you don't see. So how do you break away from that, uh, is really, you have to make some sacrifice and you have to make some, some decisions. Um, so knowing these, uh, you know, the, the, the relative performance of, of, um, of investments and different investment is very, very important. But you have to find the right investment that's going to help you achieve your goal. So this is why the financial freedom as a number one goal is very important. And then selecting the right strategy to get there is very important. Um, so if I was to inve- think of an investment that is, uh, let's, let's say I have a whiteboard and I say, let me think of an investment, the best investment possible. 
well, I want to, I want to have, uh, I want to put a little bit of money and control a bunch, uh, a, a bigger, bigger amount of assets or equity, right? With a small amount of money. Yes, so it's yes. called leverage. Mm-hmm. So that's what I want to do. I want to s- something that has been consistently going up uh, for over the last hundred years uh, without, uh, without any problems. I want to have something that's going to give me uh, positive cash flow every month uh, or even every year. Uh, I want something that has tax benefits uh, for not only on the cash flow itself, but also if I want to sell and I want uh, that asset and there's a capital gain, I want to be able to protect, defer, or not pay taxes on that capital gains. Any investment like that? I mean, there are some investments that are pretty close. I mean, you you can look at uh, stock options where you can, with a little bit of money, you can control a lot of uh, a lot of stock, mm-hmm. uh, but there's no tax benefit when you sell the when you sell the stock option. You're hit by a shortened capital uh, capital gains tax yes, yes. right away. Uh, blah blah blah. There's no depreciation. You can't offset. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can't use depreciation, or there's no tax benefit to that, mm-hmm. uh, like you can in real estate. Mm-hmm. Gold. There's no cash flow. Yes, it's uh, there's inflation protection. It's been there for hundreds of years and stuff like that. And mm-hmm. in the end, there's only real estate rentals that makes sense so it has you can with 20 percent down you can control a hundred percent like with twenty thousand dollars you can control a hundred thousand dollars in asset Mm -hmm. it provides cash flow the cash flow increases over time uh with uh, with inflation Mm -hmm. because the the rent keeps going up uh, and your mortgage payment stays the same for 30 years. Mm-hmm. Uh, you have tax benefit. You can use depreciation to offset your revenue. You can, if you sell the property and you have capital gains tax, you can do a 1031 exchange to protect that asset, or you can invest in uh, in some other like opportunity zones. There's all kinds of different methods to kind of uh, not pay taxes or defer tax payment on, on these things. Yeah, yeah. It's the best investment. <laughs> yes. So, you know, after mentioning all of this, you know, um, you know, real estate investment and, you know, also trying to find other ways of creating um, passive source of income. And also from, your, from your, your years of experience, what would you say is the reason why people are not achieving the financial independence that they are striving for? Well, I think the main part, I think, is the, is this alignment that I was talking about. Mm-hmm. So it's, uh, you know, they want to, first of all, they don't know that this is what they need to do first is achieving financial freedom. So that's that's the number one. Mm-hmm. Um, then they want to have, you want to have everything aligned. So you want to have your investment strategy to be aligned with that. You want to make sure that you have the right market, the right resources, the right and you and they also that you have the right amount of time to dedicate to that that strategy mm-hmm. so that alignment that is critical um, and then stay with that that uh, that strategy uh, often what I'm seeing is uh, new investors they just like they start and then they say oh well somebody else is making more money mm-hmm. they're making twenty thousand dollars on profit on that thing 
you know, and then it's just like, then these switch strategies. Oh, well, I want to do that. Or I want to do wholesaling or I want to do, there's so many different ways to invest um, that people kind of like shift around and they're not focused on, on anything. Uh, we, we have like societal ADHD, I would say. Uh, we just keep going from the, the next shiny object. We can't seem to focus on, on strategy and we want to change, change things around all the time. Yeah, yeah. If you have a strategy that works, that makes money, just focus on that strategy, optimize it, spend more and more time optimizing it, maximizing the profit. And um, yeah. yeah, I mean, one of the things too that when we talk to investors at the beginning, I mentioned like $250 a month in that cash flow. So you put $20,000 down yeah, yeah, and you get the property, you get $250,000. $250 a month in cash flow. Mm -hmm. A lot of people are going to look at that and they're going to say, that's nothing. Like I make that in a day or I make that in, in a week. Mm -hmm. So I'm not going to invest in that. But this is a 15% return, cash on cash return, 15% return on your $20,000 investment. People are not looking at these numbers. They're looking at the 200, they focus on the $250 a month yeah, yeah. and they're not seeing the big picture. Where are you going to get 15% mm -hmm. cash on cash return? Mm -hmm. You can't get that on the stock market unless you're lucky. On a, on a long run, you're not going to be able to get that. The, uh, over the last 50 years, the stock market has gone up like 7%. So, you know, the 15% is pretty good. Yes. Um, so these these are the kind of thing. These are where people kind of get hung up on, and they uh, they're not focused on the the right investment strategy. Mm -hmm. Once you get started in that, you get that first house, then you get you start getting also tax benefits associated with that. Yeah, yeah. You get to deduct interest and stuff like that. Wow. You, now you're in a you're a business person, so the the room or the living room that you are working in is uh, could be a tax deduction. As, because you can share, you know, you're using it for, for business. Yeah, yeah. So now this is my office and, uh, you know, I can deduct part of it on my income tax. So there's a lot of tax benefits associated with that as well. And that's setting you on the right track. It's, it starts small and then, you know, you build on that, on that success. And then eventually after not that many houses and not that many years, yeah. um, you can, you can be there. You can be achieve financial freedom. So what, what I'm understanding now is that um, we should always think long-term, always plan um, for, you know, for long-term goals, not just, um, I just want to make some quick money on, on my cash or something. Yeah. Right, because I think a lot of people, they want, yeah, exactly. They want to have the pill and then they're just like, okay, you know, I'm going to, I want to have that like next, uh, next year. Mm -hmm. I said, well, you can, you can totally have that next year. You just need to have the cash. Yes, yes. If you don't have the cash, then yeah, you have to, to build on that mm -hmm. over time. Mm -hmm. uh, but, you know, I have some young, uh, young investors that they probably like a 30, uh, yeah, 30 or 35. And so we started breaking down his goal of achieving financial freedom. We looked at his expenses per month. Mm -hmm. And say, okay, yeah, you spend this much money. You spent, uh, you know, twenty five hundred dollars a month, let's say, in, in expenses. Okay, so you need uh, what you need, like uh, eight houses. And he said, he said, that's it, eight houses. I can, I can do that. Like, so he, his his plan right now is like in, in a couple of years, two years, he's going to be there. He's going to be financially free. And he said, well, but I love my job. And he said, 
you can still do your job. Yeah, yeah, of course, of course, of course. <laughs> if you like it, yes, yes. you know, you can still do your job, but at least now you have the freedom mm-hmm. to say, hey, you know, if if you get fired, uh, the economy doesn't go well, you want to take six months vacation or a sabbatical or whatever, then you have you have the flexibility to do that. True, true. Yes, that's true. And I think that's, that's one of the mentality one has to, to develop. And that's why I would love to ask this question, actually. I would love to, I'd love to know, what, what are the, you know, the skills or what am I supposed to, how am I supposed to develop myself personally in order to be you know, financially free? What am I supposed to do? Are there some things I'm meant to do in my daily life? Are there some personal things I'm supposed to work on in order for me to you know, become successfully um, free um, financially? Yeah. And I think so. I, that's my book. That's where it's uh, it's very important uh, because I talk about that. I'll talk about the mindset, uh, also the mindset of uh, the limiting limiting belief. How do you handle limiting beliefs, uh, things that are limiting you in your uh, in your ability to to grow uh, as a person? Right. So some of them is, uh, you know, it's it's religious, it's uh, perception from uh, other people that say that, you know, money is evil or, uh, you know, whatever. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, you know, it's kind of what you do with the money that uh, makes it uh, evil or not. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, you know, that kind of stuff. So there's a lot of these limiting beliefs that are preventing you from doing that. And uh, I talk about I talk about that in doing like a, a belief inventory. Mm-hmm. Um so really look at and list all the things that you believe in uh, that have been, you know, that you've inherited from your parents, your friends, your teachers, mm-hmm. and really analyze them and spend time in, in really analyzing them. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, and then you know, as you analyze them, you're going to realize that, you know, this person is like, is telling me that, oh, yeah, this uh whatever that that money is not good and stuff like that or the business uh, is very very risky and that's because yeah they did one business one one year and then they lost money and then so now all businesses are bad Mm -hmm. well clearly that's not true i mean there are so what can you learn from that and say and change these beliefs so that you can uh, you say well in order to to be successful in business, you need to have certain skills. You need to have, you know, what do you, how do you prevent something? And then you start learning on that. It's a, it's a more of a learning journey. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, then you can kind of shift these beliefs into something that's more empowering. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of these beliefs are also about keeping you in the pack, right? They don't want anybody to be kind of like, uh go outside the pack so you kind of like i always imagine like uh sheeps you know sheeps talking to one another and stuff yeah, like yeah, that yeah, yeah. i say oh don't go there don't go there stay with us because there's a bad big bad wolf over there mm-hmm. and uh you know there, there are some big bad wolves but you know you can still find greener grass you can still find uh you know uh there's a lot more opportunity uh outside the pack than uh because where everybody, all the pack is, you know, all the grass is not that green anymore because everybody has been stepping on it, yes, yes. eating it and all that. So mm-hmm. getting a, a little bit outside is, is, a, is a good thing. Mm-hmm. Um, that's my sheep analogy. <laughs> yes. And, and I, I, like, I like what you said about, you know, learning. Um, 
that's that's what I'm I'm thinking from from all of this. Also, one one of the things I'm thinking from all of this is learning. I should be open to you know keep on learning, learning more things, and don't be don't be scared to you know yeah look outside the box or step outside the box. Yeah, yeah. Yes, yeah. Yes, yes, and yes. the uh, the other thing too that you want to look at is kind of like a risk. It's about risk. Mm-hmm. So so kind of like converting these fears into that are kind of oh yeah these. You, have, you can have like a cloud of fears around you uh, when you're about to make an important decision. Mm-hmm. Uh, and what I think is important is to kind of like list list them on a piece of paper mm-hmm. and say, okay, well, yeah, this, the, you know, the house can, can burn down. Mm-hmm. So, okay, yeah, but I have insurance for that, right? Mm-hmm. So that's not, that's not a big deal. Yeah. Yeah. I'm paying $300 so that if the house burns down, I get a new house. Mm-hmm. Or uh, I can, you know, the contractor may have done a bad job. Well, there's a guarantee, there's a warranty for that. Uh, you know, the water heater can can uh, can stop working, yeah, yeah. and that's going to cost me seven hundred dollars. Mm-hmm. Well, I have homeowners insurance for that. Uh, you know, so you kind of list them all the fears that you have that are floating around. You can kind of list them into a risk and risk category. So I have in my book, I have a tool on on that as well on categorizing risk and kind of like helping you kind of really manage the risk so that it's a little bit more logical Uh, instead of being an emotional decision after you've looked at all these things then it becomes a more logical decision Uh, there's still a little bit of leftover there's still a residual uh, effect but uh, it's it's seriously minimized because you've looked at all the things and you just now all you have to do now is make it make a decision and um, there's always risk involved in these investments but at least you minimize them and uh, you know what they are and uh, you can move forward and make the decision buy or invest or or do what you need to do to achieve your goal yes yes i think one of our goals also is to you know um have a, 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 a you know have a wonderful retirement i would say like um, having, um, making a plan for our future in which uh, we don't have to work in our old age. So um, what is the future of retirement and how do we get there? Well, I think for me is definitely <clears throat> real estate uh, rental is definitely the, uh, the big thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of people are looking at their, uh, their, their retirement plans and all of that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and, uh, but like the retirement savings, for example, the 401ks and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But they look at the amount that they have saved in there, and uh, but they need to think about how is that money going to be converted into a stream of income at retirement. Mm-hmm. This is what people are not thinking about right now. Mm-hmm. They're just thinking about accumulating money mm-hmm. because Wall Street told them that they need a million dollars in order to retire. Mm-hmm. And uh, you may need a million dollars. You may need less than that and much less than that and it really depends on how much you, do you need to live so you need to look at your expenses and uh, and I'm not talking about being frugal I'm talking about just look at your expenses and then how much how much do you need to live live well and travel and all that kind of stuff and then look at how much social security check you're going to get like the uh, the uh, you know old age uh, social security yeah. how much you're going to get you can actually go online t- to the ssa uh, social security administration and figure out how much you can make mm-hmm. 
if you have a pension plan, uh, like a corporate pension plan, then you can say, okay, well, take take that off as well, and then your savings. How you? That's when you, it's going to be important. So what's left after that is kind of like how much do you need at retirement yeah, yeah. to um, you know to, to save. So for example, so let's say you have your expenses are five thousand mm-hmm. uh, dollars per month. Then you have your social security check uh, is going to be about two thousand dollars a month. Mm-hmm. You're going to be at three thousand dollars in expenses that needs to be covered by passive income. Yes. Yes. Right. Yeah, yeah. So, so what what do you need to do with that? So that that's when you need to say, well, I need to have some investment rental properties that's going to cover for that. So at two hundred and fifty dollars a month. Uh, so that means that I need to have what six, uh, four times four times three is uh, twelve. Yeah, twelve oh, properties. 12, let's yeah, say, 12, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, twelve properties in order to to cover that. You know, add a couple more just for fun, and you had fourteen, fifteen properties. Fifteen properties times twenty thousand dollars is uh, is three hundred thousand yeah, dollars. Yeah, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. just so not a million dollars, not. $2 million and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So, and you have the tax benefits and all that that I mentioned earlier. So that's that's my recommendation is to really focus on on that. And I wouldn't wait until, uh, until retirement to do that. I would do that as soon as possible mm-hmm. so that you can get the tax benefit. You can get the appreciation uh, as, soon, as soon as possible. Oh, yes, yes, yes. So, yes, so. Yeah, that, that brings me to one more one more question. I was seeing this on your um, Instagram page, and you said you were talking about you know um, building wealth for your legacy. And yeah, so how, how can I build how can I build wealth for my legacy? What can I do apart from you? I think real estate is, is an answer actually also. But what what are the other things I'm going to do? You know, in order to build wealth for my for my legacy. Yeah. So I mean, yeah, real estate is definitely is definitely the the good one. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the tax code has basically been written for real estate investors. Um, so a lot of it is uh, is very helpful. There's all again all kinds of strategies to to mitigate uh, mitigate the taxation when you're passing that down to your your uh, your children. Mm-hmm. But that's a great way because this is easy, it's easy to pass that on to to a future generation it builds asset it builds equity and then uh it, it gets passed on uh you can pass on gold and silver and cash and stock stock investments as well uh but this one in particular that is is not is not very good is the annuity um so there's still a lot of people that are doing uh, they're doing these they're buying these annuities. The annuities are the payout on these annuities is very is about three percent. So you put a million dollars in there, you're gonna get thirty thousand dollars. Right? Yeah, thirty thousand dollars a year. Okay. That's ridiculous. Right, thirty thousand dollars a year. If you die a few months later, um, you're gonna end up. You're gonna. You've lost the million dollar. There's no legacy to your children. And uh, all you've got is a couple of payments. So there are some riders that you can uh, you can buy from the insurance company and say, well, I want to make sure that at least I get my premium back, my million dollars of premium that I gave you. Yeah, yeah. I want to make sure that at least I get that back 
and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But then if you do that, then they're going to reduce the amount that you get paid. So instead of getting paid at 3% payout, now you're going to be at 2% payout. Mm-hmm. Instead of $30,000, you're going to get maybe yeah $20,000 mm-hmm. a year in order for that privilege. Yeah, yeah. But this is, you know, and we've just talked about the example, um, you know, with for $3,000 a month, mm-hmm. you need only... Three hundred thousand dollars to to get there yes. <clears throat> with uh, with real estate, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and it's easy to pass on to a legacy. Yeah. Yes. Wow, that's amazing. So, from everything I've been able to learn from you today, I mean, it's, it has been a lot. But as as a closing remark, what would you say is are the things that one needs to do in order to be financially free? One is um creating a passive sort of income through um rent um through real estate and renting out to people and um. But what would you say, um, I as a, as, a, as a young person or anyone that's listening out there that is very young and is t- still um, saving up money for real estate, what can he or she still do in order to, you know, target that goal of financial freedom? Yes, I think uh, the, the number one thing is really to kind of like look at your uh, look at your expenses. A lot of people don't have that much savings. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, to get started in these turnkey rental properties, you need twenty thousand mm-hmm. dollars, right? So, so that's the one thing. Some people don't have that, so you need to really look at uh, your expenses. These are the things that you control, uh, and then. Think about that and really, I, I use the Mary Kondo. Do you know Mary Kondo? Yeah, uh, she does the, uh, yeah, she looks at the uh, at a house mm-hmm. and stuff mm-hmm. like that and all the objects and all of that and declutter the house mm-hmm. by looking at things that, think, just only keep the things that are making you um, truly happy, mm-hmm. you know? Yes, yes. So it's the same thing with expenses. Uh, you know, keep, only pay for things that are making you truly happy. Uh, we spend so much money on things that uh, just because we've, we've liked it like two years ago and we, we didn't cancel the payment, we didn't cancel the cable, we didn't cancel the, the special sports package or uh, whatever, um, or the movie package and stuff like that. Yeah. And we, but we're still paying for it. We've been paying for it forever. We still have the, the, land, the expensive landline and all that kind of stuff. So... Yes, yes. So what, whatever you do, I mean, uh, there was uh, a while back, I don't know if you have time for a story, but I, I, I looked at the cable. I cut the cable, uh, the TV cable, like a while back. I was getting from them like the, uh, I was paying $350 a month in, in cable. So that was the TV, uh, high-speed internet, the phone. With the TV, there was a couple of sports package, and I think there was like a, a movie package or something like that. But 350. And I was just curious, I was thinking about cutting the cord, you know, which was basically get rid of the cable TV and just keep the high speed internet. And I just, I was just curious uh, about it. And I just called uh, the lady and uh, said, I am curious, well, how much would I save if I was to just get rid of that, get rid of cable, a sports package, this and that, no TV anymore, no phone. And all I want is the uh, high-speed internet. Yeah. And so, so my bill would go from three hundred and fifty, and it would go. And then she said, like seventy-five dollars. Wow! wow. Mm-hmm. I said, "Are you serious?" <laughs> I said, "Cut it now." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And yeah. a few few hours a uh, few hours later, my son wakes up. Uh, he was still living with us at the time, and he said, "I did." Dad, the, the TV doesn't work. And stuff like that. I said, "Oh yeah, I 
I cut the cable. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, to save to save some money. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but that is a lot of money. Like imagine, yes. like two hundred, two hundred fifty, well, over two hundred dollars in um, in savings. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. so yeah. that's a lot of money. Yes, yes. And you know, so that's just one example. I mean, you know, because I was I was not even watching TV. I was watch. I was looking at Netflix. Or I was looking on. Uh, I was spending a lot of time on YouTube. I still do. Um, so you know mm-hmm. and then you could buy other packages if i want sports package i could just buy it i could just uh, you know yes, so. that's cool. that's cool. but yeah look at your expenses sometimes it's also sometimes it's cars you're spending a lot of money on cars and stuff yeah. like that 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 you don't need um you know i mean we just recently sold one of our cars because we were not using it uh because we're working from home most of the time and we you know so it was sitting there. Most people would just keep it, but uh, but yeah, that's like five, six hundred dollars. And when you include the insurance, the lease payment, the uh, you know all that stuff, there you go. You know that's another five hundred dollars in your pocket every month that uh, <clears throat> you don't have to pay. Yeah, true. Oh, that's awesome. So, how can people get across to you apart from your website, for example, or Instagram? What's the best means of getting across to you in case one needs advice on, you know, real estate investment or some other ways of uh, making passive um, income? So the best way, inter, Instagram is great, E underscore Martel. Uh, on uh, Facebook, you can reach me at eric.martel.ca. Um, and then in the, I also have like a, a group uh, in there, like a Facebook group. Um, so it's uh, retire early through real estate. Um, I also my website martelleric.com. In there, you're gonna have all uh, everything, links to the books, links to the uh, uh, other social media, YouTube channels, and all that, all that good stuff as well. Oh, that's awesome! So I would encourage everyone to visit your website and get your full detail um, and your information from from it, and also get across to you um, as much as possible. Thank you so much for for your time. I really appreciate it. And I'm looking forward to reading your book. And I, I um, encourage everyone out there to also pick up a copy and learn how to you know, create a passive source of income for, yeah, for yourself. Thank you so much. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you, Toby. Wow, you made it to the very end of this episode. Thank you so much for listening. I'm grateful for your time, your love, and your contributions. Subscribe, like, review, and share this podcast. God bless you. Bye.